Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It's an inconvenient truth that children take much more notice of what we do rather than what we say, uh, which can make all age entertaining, I suppose, at home over Christmas a tricky affair. Um, you know, and I'm reading an article there in the Irish Independent and it says, as people gather to drink and eat and be merry, the chances are there will be generous amounts of alcohol flowing. The increased volume of people enjoying themselves as glasses are emptied and refilled isn't lost on little ears and little eyes. Auntie Sue is great fun altogether after she's had a few glasses of wine and Grandad is sure to start handing out Euro notes when he got through a half bottle of whiskey. The advertising of alcohol is rightly banned during children's television viewing time, uh, but they may still be bombarded with subliminal messages in their own living rooms. Hardly surprising, then, that by the time they're teenagers, they can't wait to get into action and try it for themselves. The demon drink. The approach is not going to have much credibility, then. Although nobody would wish close encounters with drink-fuelled violence, accidents and illness on youngsters just because they might be a deterrent. And I suppose the real question is here, is drink in front of your kids. And this finding, by the way, by Drinkware back in, in 2018, is that while 72% of drinking occasions are now in the home, that rises to 94% of 35- to 54-year-old age group. Uh, those are the peak present our parenting years when money is likely to be tightest and needing a babysitter only adds to the cost of a night out. And consultant child and adolescent psychiatrist Dr. Jerry McCarney of the HSE Addiction Services at the time said his broad advice to parents is don't drink too much, don't uh, drink too often and try to manage your behaviour. And if parents do that, generally they can grow, uh, they can't go too wrong. But the advice is don't be drinking in front of your children. And Monkey see, monkey do. Although in my case, it would have been the opposite. My father drank too much, so I ended up not drinking at all. Probably because I worked in the nightclub industry. And I used to see people making fools of themselves every night of the week. It kind of put me off it for life. I never wanted to be that person. And I find drunk people irritate me. They really irritate me. I don't like drunk people. Um, I just, you know, when I see or hear drunk people and I hear, you know, they usually start arguments and all sorts of things. And it's just, they're just annoying. Drunk people are just very annoying. That's just my view on it. You might be happy to hang out with drunk people. I'm just not into it at all. And it always reminds me of my childhood of my, when my father would have been drunk or whatever it is. So I'm just not into it. But I think it's a really bad influence on a child. And it's all well and good you saying, ah, look, there's only a few friends over. We're all having a bit of crack and, you know, the kids will be there. So we'll send them to bed about nine o'clock anyway. So they won't see most of us. They still hear it. They're up in bed. They still hear it. They still hear Auntie Mary and Uncle Johnny roaring and shouting or somebody starting a row or somebody out the backyard and having a moment with somebody else because they're pissed. They still hear it. Uh, and they're still part of it. So the question is, is it wrong? Are you setting a bad example to be drinking in front of your children? Is it right to drink in front of children at Christmas? Or indeed, any time. Christmas is the most popular time, obviously. I mean, you wouldn't smoke a joint in front of your child, would you? You wouldn't even smoke a cigarette in front of your child nowadays. Because you could consider that to be a bad influence. But yet, it seems to be all right to skull a pint in front of them. And let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-008. Think about that logic. We have socially omitted smoking in front of children. Well, we certainly try and we think it's a bad thing because it's a bad influence on them, yet it's okay to bring them out on a Sunday afternoon and sit in a pub and drink in front of them, and drinking kills directly and indirectly more people every single year than smoking. It's bizarre, isn't it, why we would do that? Anyway, let me know what you think.
Is it okay to have a few drinks with your children around at Christmas, invite friends over? Is that okay? Or do you think there's something wrong with it? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Breda, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Breda? Hi, Niall. How are you? Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. And a happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> you, have you got plans? Have you got friends, family over? Or what are you doing? No, I'm going to my sister's on Christmas Day. She's cooking, so it's fabulous. And I'm working Stephen's day, so it's grand. Oh, it's are you on fun. a flight? I'm on a flight to Toronto. Ah, yes. lucky old you, lucky old you, huh? I know. I get to see my pal over there. I haven't seen her forever, and, so. And when you when you go on a flight, say, uh, for those who don't know, you work with Aer Lingus. When you when you go on a flight to Toronto, will you stop? How long do you stop over for, or do you Just stay there? Just the night. Yeah, we'll be there. Stevens is nice, and then I work home the next night and land back in lovely and early. Please God, on the twenty sixth, twenty eighth of December, I do lose the days. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I mean, I just uh, let me go back into this just for a second before I come yeah. to the topic, <clears throat> because I'm sure people are love to know the story of what goes on because it, it it can be quite glamorous job in some sense. I know it's hard work. Don't get me wrong, right? But you know, when you're going transatlantic with Aer Lingus to lovely locations like Los Angeles, New York, Orlando, because they do the direct flights to Orlando, which I believe are back again now since COVID, they yeah, were they were yeah, gone. They're, they're back. Yeah, yeah, they're back since December, um, yeah. and hopefully, and it'll remain that way. Yeah, although although totally. things are looking a bit dodgy at the moment, but anyway, uh, but look, we'll be positive. <laughs> we'll think positive. So, so what? So what's the story? Is it like three days on when you were working full time, so to speak? Would it be three days on, four days off, four days on, three days on? How does well, it work? It, if we had a normal, like a norm, back to normal time, you, like, you could work, um, you could do two Europe's on, say, Monday, Tuesday, head out to Boston or Toronto, Wednesday, come back in Friday morning. You'd have every second, um, every second Atlantic would get three days off. So, um, and would you get, would you ever get those days off in Boston, in New York or in Orlando? No, 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 you get them at home. Okay. No, you could, like, certain times of the year, you might be lucky enough to get a two night layover. In, in Boston or New York or somewhere. So you get to spend two nights in the destination and then you work home the third night, come back in and then you get your days off again. Yeah. Right, okay. And do you get to skip all the queues, by the way, for immigration and all that kind of carry on? Do you get oh, we to... have, the crew has their own, um, we have to go through a certain area for CBP when we're going through. Yeah, because we're working the flight, so. Yeah, because you, otherwise you wouldn't want to be waiting three or two and three hours every single time you get getting on and off a flight. I know. So the flight, the flight would never take off, off the ground <laughs> if we did that. It's all about on-time performance now, you know. And what's, what's the longest flight? The longest flight would be LA, would it? And LA, yeah. It's probably about 11 plus hours and you're in an hour 50 before departure. So, um, you know, it's a long day, but we get our rest. We have our crew, our bunks down on, down below in the hole. So, so what, you take a turn to take an hour's kip or something like that, is it? Yeah, we get two and a half hours to go down and have a snooze or just whatever. I thought you were yeah. going to say a smoke. I was going to no, say, no. what's the secret? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, and do you no. eat the same food as us peasants? We do, yeah, and it's very nice, I have to say. I think it's very well presented and put up. No, I'm, I'm only asking if you eat the same food or do you get oh, special yeah, food? No. Like, no, no, we don't. No, no. But you can bring your own food as long as you're, as long as you adhere to the regulations from Customs Border Protection. Like you can't bring beef or pork through, but you can bring chicken or a vegetable dish or whatever if you wanted to. You know. Okay, and what? About, and is it true, by the way, that the the pilot and the co-pilot are not allowed to eat the same thing? That's correct. Because if they get sick. One has to be, if they both have the same thing and they both got food poisoning from it, then you've no one to fly the aircraft, then you have a big problem. Now, I'd give it a go, Niall. 
Well, all, right. all right, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I'd give it a go too. Okay, but getting back to drinking in front of the kids. Sorry for taking you on a slight distraction That's there. Okay, a no little problem. tour of Erlingus. Anyway, um, and I believe they always have their sale, don't they, around Stephen's Day? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward Please to that. Please book everybody. We're <laughs> dying to have you back on board. Looking forward to meeting you all. Okay, getting back to drinking. Is it bad, you know, is it a bad thing to drink at all in front of children? I, I don't think it is now and again. Maybe it's when you're on your holidays and you're going out for a bite to eat and you have a glass of wine or two. I mean, I'm not a big drinker, so, you know, I probably, you know, but I, I do think... It has to be done in moderation. Like on the continent Nile, their kids go out and they see their parents have a glass of wine with their with their dinner. And it's different, isn't it? Pardon? It's different. You know, when when you know when the when Pierre and his wife are having a glass of wine in front of little Francois, it's very different to Mick and Mary. You know, skull and pints in a pub. No, and I no, and I don't agree with that. I have to say, number one, I don't agree with kids running around the pub the whole Sunday afternoon. And um, I just think it's. A terrible way to bring anybody up, and that's just my opinion. And I'm going to be slated for saying this. I know. No, no, I, I no, no. Because I, I agree with you. I think kids should be. You know, kids have to learn that you can do everything in moderation. Like you don't have to go. You don't have to go out and get pissed every time you decide to have a drink. So, I and most people don't. Can I point out? No, most they don't. don't yeah. No, they don't. Um, but like at the same time, I think if you if. If you have it that you can't have a drink, oh my God, you're not drinking and blah. I think it only makes it all the more exciting then to go behind your back and start having a few down at the canal or wherever it may be that they're nearby. I mean, I've always said to my lady when she was younger, I said, whenever you decide you want to try a drink, I'd like you to try it here at home because it's in a controlled environment. She can have one of whatever it is and if you like it grand and if you don't, even better. And, you know, rather than making it something that's taboo. Yes. Well, and, and, yes. and what about, you know, Christmas time when, you know, friends and family are coming over on separate days, you know, Uncle Johnny and Auntie Mary and their kids drop over the, on the Wednesday after Christmas and then there's drinks taken out again. Everybody comes over and says, you have a drink, you have a drink. It's very Irish, isn't it? I, you know, and this idea that kids are constantly seen, you know, drink seems to be the way to greet people all the time. It's a very Irish yeah. thing, isn't it? When you have a I drink. Much anymore as it was maybe years ago because number one, someone has to drive, so one of them is not going to be drinking because unless you're going to be stupid and take a chance, which again yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't dream of. Um, I don't know if it's as much. I remember years ago when I was younger, I used to go to a friend's on Christmas night, and all our family come over, and oh my god, we used to have the best night. We'd have a sing song and everything, and all the rest. But I don't know that that goes on. Maybe maybe more in Dublin, but not. I just certainly don't see as much of that happening out. Yeah, it, out our way anymore. Whereas we used to, like we go to we go to the pub, we go to midnight mass, and then you'd end up back in someone's house till the wee hours of the morning. Go home, raid the turkey when mother was was gone to bed, have a little slice before you go in just to yeah. you know little bit of soakage. But I don't know that it, we I I don't see that anymore. Now maybe that's just because I'm not in that. I know, that category, yeah. That category, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, when I read this article and it talks about, you know, Auntie Sue and Grandad drinking the wine and Grandad getting pissed and handing out your notes, and he said it's hardly surprising that by the time they're teenagers they can't wait to try it for themselves. And, And we do kind of teach them to drink because... Children do look at us and they're inspired by us constantly all the time and we, mm. we're their role models. So if they see dad and mam drinking, well, by the time they get to 15 or 16, they're going to want to try it. And wouldn't it be great in the future if people didn't drink alcohol? Because I don't believe there's any benefit to it. No, 
No, there isn't. And there certainly isn't the next day. Like, it depends on, like, how, how long you've been out for or whatever. But, yeah, no. I mean, again, I think as you get older, you, you, I certainly have come to appreciate that. I mean, it's, sometimes it's just not worth it anymore. Now, that's not to say I won't go out and have a glass of bubbles over Christmas. I, I, I probably will. But I, I like to be still... I, I like to enjoy a drink, but I like to still be in control. Does that make sense? I know, it does make perfect sense. But just stay there for a second, because I want to go to Gina as well. Gina, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. Hi, Niall. How are you? Happy Christmas to you, Gina. How are you? Happy Christmas. We should all, we should get a little sing song. We're going to get a sing song going here before the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> get, get a bottle of wine there, will you, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I was listening to your show there and I texted. I, my, my twins are seven now, as you know, and they have never, ever, ever seen me drink alcohol. And they never will see me drink alcohol. Um, Fair play to you. I have 12 people over for Christmas dinner, family. Okay. There will be no alcohol at the table. There will be no wine. There will be no nothing. Now and who's, who's coming over for Christmas dinner? Who's the 12? I have my mom, my two sisters, my sister's boyfriend, my brother, his sister, and then there will be myself, Brendan, uh, Clodagh, George and Josh with us. James, Michal Martin is breaking into a sweat as you're speaking, but go on, <laughs> Oh, no, we're off to the war. We're mainly from the one household. Right. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. so and no, there will be no at all uh, alcohol in the house. Now, I have asked my sister, would she like a, a glass of wine or a dinner? And she said no, because I know you don't allow in front of the kids. And I said thanks for that. And that was it. Yeah, and you know I what? Said, Isn't that wonderful? Because we, when we have little babies, right? So if you have a little baby, right? You know, yeah. during the Christmas time, people will be respectful and they won't smoke in the room if it's a smoking house because some older houses are smoking houses, people smoke in them, right? Yeah. And they won't smoke while the little baby's around, right? Because it's not good for the baby's health, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And we have exactly. respect for that. And the same with those little children nowadays. Generally, if you're a smoker, you'll step outside. You don't want to see yeah. the little kids. Yeah, and I do. I am a smoker. Yeah. I will always go out to the balcony and have a cigarette. Absolutely. I so the point the is, the you, don't come out. you don't want to encourage your kids to pick up that habit. So why do no. we all... So why we're not, we, when I say we, I don't do it and you don't do it, Gina, and neither does Brita with the sounds of it. But why is it that nowadays it still seems to be acceptable for many people to get drunk in front of their children? Yes, yeah, see, this the thing, like the whole thing, like of people coming home and having a bottle of wine or dad coming in and having a beer. I'm lucky now because Brendan doesn't drink at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm lucky in that way. I, would, I wouldn't drink a lot. I'm not a big drinker. But even my 40th um, a year, two years ago, I brought the kids from eight to nine. I didn't have a drink until they were brought home by the babysitter. Yeah. And next year when we're getting married, they'll be there up to the meal. Uh, but they're coming out with me for pictures, so they won't be around people that are back at the hotel having drinks. Like Right, okay. And then after the meal, then they're going up to the room then with their babysitter as well. So then I'll have a drink then. Yeah, okay, and that, that's just I, that's just sensible. I mean, where are we getting all these sensible people on the radio today from? I was <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting less sensible people, but I mean, when I think of Christmas, don't get me wrong, I love Christmas. I just love Christmas, yeah. and I have some great memories as a child of Christmas. By the way, getting yeah. everything from Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff as well, right? But the, the yeah. bad memories I have of Christmas, of course, are my father drinking too much, and and no, come here, I have that as well. My dad was a drinker, both. He never had alcohol in the house, ever. Even for our deaths and everything. Weddings, we were never allowed to have alcohol in the house. He'd go out on the weekends and drink and come home drunk. Yeah. And, but he never, ever, ever, I never seen drink in the house. 
when I was a kid growing up, we never had drinks in the house. Yeah, see, our, our house, Christmas Day, my dad would go up to my granny's. He'd bring us up to my granny's house in James's Street and there'd be drink flowing there. They'd be offering drinks left, right and centre. He'd have a couple of brandies maybe or whatever he'd have there, right? Or yeah, snowballs yeah. or whatever they were drinking. And he'd be drunk by three o'clock. And then he'd, yeah. ha- then he'd have a few more, you know, cans at home because obviously there's no pubs open and he'd be drunk and then he'd go down the pub the next morning and then there'd be people, neighbours would come into our house then say on Stephen's Day they'd have a bit of a hoolie and then my mother and father on the Wednesday would go around to a neighbour's house and they'd have a hoolie there and that was the way, just the way it was. It revolved around drinking. The whole week yeah. revolved around drinking and that yeah. was the bad part. You know what I mean? And as a child, I, I, I can remember that. Though. Look at you now, though, because you won't put your kids through that. No, because I don't drink. So the, the, yeah. circle, the circle of life changes in that way. Do you know what I mean? You can break them habits. You can break them traditions. But wouldn't it be great if we all break Because Peter makes the point that there's no reason, say for us, and people justify this, oh, we're going out on a Sunday afternoon, so we're going out for dinner, right? We bring the kids out Sunday afternoon, whatever yeah. it is, some pub with a beer garden or whatever it is during the summer. And, and the kids are sitting there, you know, bored out of their heads, running around car parks and running yeah, around no. restaurants while mum and dad have a few yeah. pints after the dinner, you know what I mean? I, oh, no, I do bring them out to the pub now for a Carberry dinner on a Sunday, but we leave the minute the dinner's over. I don't drink... I don't yeah. drink there. Well, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. We'll have our food. We'll have our lovely carvery dinner with our mushy peas and our cabbage and our meat. And then once we're all finished eating, we'll all get a Coke or an orange. Kids will have an orange. And then we'll get up and then we'll go. Where do you go? Where do you go for your carvery dinner, by the way? I love, do you know that place? Uh, the Audubon. And oh, okay. I love the other place out by Stores on the Stores Road. The Coachman's. Yeah, the Coachman's. Yeah, I go. The, I love the Coachman's. They would have a car yeah. there as well. All right. Well, yeah. look. Uh, thank you very much to both of you. Brida, enjoy Christmas. Gina, enjoy I Christmas. You too. Mike. You too. Have a good one and happy, happy Christmas to everybody. Christmas. You too. Bye. Okay. After the break, I'll take a few more calls. The question I'm going to be asking is: Is it acceptable to be drinking in front of your kids over the Christmas period? According to psychologist and adolescent psychiatrist Jerry McCarney, he said, "Well, he's from the HSE's addiction service, or certainly he was in 2018 when this article was written." He said his broad advice to parents is don't drink too much, don't drink too often and try to manage your behaviour. If parents do that, generally they can't go too far wrong, he says. In other words, the article is all about drinking in front of children, particularly around the Christmas period because it is the most common time that we will drink in front of our kids. Well, I wouldn't, but some people do. And I'm asking, is it acceptable to be drinking alcohol at all in front of your children? Let me know what you think. The number's 87 It is Ireland's classic kids. Jimmy, good afternoon to you. Happy Christmas. Hallelujah! And have a wonderful religious Christmas because I know you're a religious man. So I, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy the celebrations of the birth of Jesus. What other What other type of Christmas could you have? Well, I suppose just some people who are not religious still celebrate Christmas anyway, don't they? Because it's just a nice time of giving, a nice time for family. You know, you don't have to be religious to celebrate Christmas. Oh well, it's all connected now to the birth of Jesus. Well, it's, all, it's also, is it the winter solstice? And it was also a celebration oh. in pagan times before that. You're talking about Christmas, not the solstice. I know, I'm just saying it was always a celebration anyway, that time of the year. Happy Christmas, happy Christmas. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's a time of, may you experience the inner peace, joy and hope of Christmas this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we need hope. That's what we need at the moment. But Jimmy, drinking in front of children, and you know, it is a, popular time for the alcohol to be consumed of course as well uh, on a daily basis for many people who drink you know I mean is, is there something wrong with maybe having a few tipples in front of your children well there's a drink there's a difference between alcohol and alcoholism mm-hmm. 
And what we're dealing with in Ireland today is alcoholism. And if you even look at the crisis and this pandemic, people don't care. They will use it and they were going around selling alcohol out of the back of vans. They were coming up with all types of ways that they could deliver alcohol while churches and buildings and people were at work and they were coming up with all kinds of entrepreneurial ways of doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I think what they need to do, it, it, it doesn't make sense closing down pubs and hotels while there are other places where you can buy alcohol. It doesn't make sense that the issue in Ireland today that needs to be addressed isn't alcohol, it's alcoholism. And we're, we're great people, by the way, for not using the word alcoholism. We're great people for using the words like, ah, yeah, sure, he's fond of a drink. Or he likes a drink. That's that's a nice way of saying he drinks too much. Well, I'm not a fan of the pubs or the Bitterness Federation, but I will say one thing. If alcohol is to be consumed, I think the pub or the hotel or those places are the venues, not not house parties all over Christmas and expect on Garda Shea Connor to go out and police that. They have families themselves. Nobody should, should have to deal with this alcoholism, like, like the, the, the ambulances and, and all these people. We're in a crisis in Ireland and everybody is needed to help in hospitals and, and Garda Shea. Everybody is needed instead of being put under undue pressure from alcoholism. Not alcohol, alcoholism. And in relation to the children, do you think no. that do you do you think that we're a bad influence to our own children by drinking in the home? Well, personally, I don't think the home is the place for alcohol. And some people allow their children to drink, and they think that by allowing their children to introduce, oh, I'd rather see them drinking at home with me than out on the street. But that's a dangerous ideology because the child then, by the ages of fifteen and sixteen and seventeen, they're alcoholics. They don't see any danger. It's normal to them. It's the same as having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Alcoholism is but, but, there is, but there is an argument. I'm, I'm not defending that, by the way, because, you know, my children didn't drink, but at the time anyway, uh, when they were that age. But there, there is an argument that by saying to your child, I would rather at, say, 16, you're having a can of beer in the house with the family than having it out in a field somewhere with your mates. Yeah, at least you're supervising because they're going to do it. That's the argument. They're going to do it anyway. Um, the most powerful influence comes from the parents. It might not well they're in their teenagers, but once they land on, on the runway of the 20s and 30s, they soon live the life that they saw their parents living. And that's just my guess, and that's just my, the way I look at it. Like If if the parent is an alcoholic, well, then I say, not in all cases, but I say there's going to be a chance that the parent is going to try and the child is going to in some way be affected by that. By her, by her drinking or his drinking, there's going to be problems. Mm-hmm. So you think I, people should abstain from drinking in front of children in the family home? I see the problem. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm living in society. I'm living in the real world like yourself. And as you said, it's, it's not been spoken about alcoholism. Alcohol has been mentioned, okay. But this thing of closing down the pubs is nonsense. And this thing of closing down hotels, it's... Nothing. It's not. It's not. Going you, you believe to, it's, it's, only, act- it's not just going to encourage more people to drink at home. Well, well of course. Well, of course it will. Obviously, home drinking is here. Home drinking has been here now, and it's really after taking off in the, since in the last year or so. And it's embedded now, and it's hard once you get it. Once you get that in a house or in, in, a, in a shed out in the back garden or in your garage, once you get into that dirty habit, well, then it's hard to break that. Mm-hmm. But it's not being addressed. It isn't sure. Like, everybody knows people who have house parties. We know people who have been killed in car accidents coming home from house parties. We all know that. 
we all know in our communities what's happening, but nobody is speaking out because alcoholism, alcohol is a huge, huge enterprise. It's very powerful for lobbying and for advertisements and that. It's hard course, to beat. Yeah. It's so powerful. And you look at, I get, like everybody, we get these supermarkets. You buy any Sunday paper now, like half of it is alcohol in there. You get any of these flyers that come through your door promoting supermarkets. Amount of alcohol that's there. I, I don't trays of beer, cheap uh, cheap prices and stuff, yeah, wines yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I'm not saying I I agree with nearly ninety nine percent of what you're saying, Jimmy. And, well, and you sure. are right. We we have created a culture, certainly. And I don't want to talk about the c word today, but we have created a culture over the last eighteen months whereby people are drinking at home more now than they ever did before. That's a culture that's going to be hard to change. I remember. Listening, I don't know was it on your show. I remember a woman, or it was a man. It was, it was a woman on about her husband. It was only after this COVID, or this thing started, and she was saying that every night her husband was going down. She thought he was only going down for two or three pints, but she realised he was drinking twelve, ten, and twelve cans a night when he started drinking at home. She wasn't aware of the problem. He said he was going down for a couple of pints with his friends to the pub, but she was, look at the drinking that was going on. Mm-hmm. But alcoholism is the, is the problem. Alcohol itself in the right Are you? Would you have a drink yourself, Jimmy? I don't drink, Niall, no. Okay, no. And, and will there be any drink in the Jimmy household this year? Absolutely. I wouldn't allow a drunk person into my house. Never mind drinking the house. I don't think a drunk person, listening to a drunk person, my goodness me, every time they get drunk, and I know there's one of them listening to me probably today, I don't know whether he is or not, but it's the same story. What he'd done when he was in America. What he'd done and what he didn't do, and it's the same... Uh, Junk every time. Sure, who want to listen to that? I want to listen to that a hundred times. Okay, we'll stay, we'll stay there just for a second because I want to go to Philip as well. Philip, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Philip? Hi, Niall. How are you getting on? Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas uh, to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was making the... Oh, sorry, Niall. Do you have a question? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Go ahead. What do you want yeah, to say? Yeah, I, I, I think it's brilliant that you're bringing it up now. I mean, it's something we should all have in mind going into the, the kind of Christmas break. And, and you know, I listened to Tara. I, I agree to an extent. Um, you know, you can moderate it. But... You know, I made the point there, I, I put a voice message in, you know, to you, two or three drinks isn't a lot, but to a child, it can actually be quite jarring and a little bit kind of, you know, unsettling sometimes. I mean, I've gone on nights out without drinking, proud to say, very rare a few times, but I mean, e- even as an adult, you're totally right, people get so obnoxious, so irritating after two or three drinks. So They're not actually put, put, drunk, put but yeah, you're right, because a yeah. child will notice a difference in mommy or daddy's behaviour, even though they may not actually be drunk, but their behaviour will change after two or three drinks. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a child is like a sponge, and they, they absorb everything that's going on around them. And so, so to you, oh, I'm grand, it's two or three, which, by the way, can easily become five or six. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Uh, and like you said, the C word we can't talk about. I'm sure, uh, like Voldemort now, you know. But I mean, there, there, there really has been like you know a kind of a, a culture around. I mean, go into, go into any supermarket oil. I mean, I say this as more of a confession than anything. Um, but I mean, look, look, look at Instagram. People, you know, all the lads are going out the back garden building up their she beans and stuff, and. It's kind of almost like a point of pride. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, for myself, when I do have kids, it's I, I, I do my best to keep it out of the house. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, because I mean, this is what I can't understand the logic behind it. 
we do our best to keep smoking away from children because we realise it's dangerous for their health. Um, and, and yet, when we look at the figures and the statistics around alcohol in relation to, say, crime, in relation to antisocial behaviour, domestic violence, etc., a lot of it fueled by alcohol, more people die directly and indirectly from alcohol every year than cigarette smoke. But yet, we seem to almost romanticise over a drink. And ah, she remember yeah. we were out there and we got hammered there one night. And it's, all, it's kind of strange, isn't it, that we still romanticise yeah. it? And that's exactly it. And I think there's this thing as well, because we can't see it, I mean, okay, we can brush it under the carpet. But the thing about alcohol is, as well, as a child, when you see it, you know, it's psychological, like, you know, I mean, if you see your mom and dad, they can't, they're falling around, you know, you take that on board and you you start saying, I did that, you know, I need to look after mommy and daddy. Mm -hmm. And I always think as a parent, you know, you should never be in a place where, your child feels they have to look out for you. Yeah, you know that's and, your and job. I think, yeah, I think you always touch on that too, Noel, and I think you're totally right. It's um, this I need to be my child's mate or something now, you know, rather than a parent. So yeah, yeah, like Jimmy said, there's this let them drink in the house and all. Like I mean, they're really, you know, it's. Um, I, th- I think both you are right, by the way. Both of you are right in relation, certainly the last two years. We have created a culture, and Jimmy's hit the nail on the head, we've created a culture of drinking at home, which is going to be very hard to change. Because I, because I know when the pubs were open again, a mate of mine who owns a pub, right, pub stroke restaurant, was saying to me business was never the same as it was before COVID. And I said, why do you think people are afraid to come out of COVID and all that? And he said, no, 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 no. He said, there's a cultural change. He said, instead of people coming out for a quick pint at night, he said, they're staying at home and having a few cans. So, and they're probably drinking more because they're more comfortable at home. So I, I think it's caused a huge alcohol problem. I, I, Jimmy, would you think we have an increased rate of alcoholism because of COVID? I, th- I think we probably have when we look at the statistics of it. Well, there's other people out there listening to this program, I have no doubt. And they're saying, why don't you mention the use of illegal drugs? And they're right. It's not just alcohol. Yeah. that's going on it's this cocaine seems to be everywhere everywhere it's destroying young people also but anyway the, the culture of alcoholism i would blame on football i remember football in yes and i'll tell you why the warm summer that they had the football in in ireland they were in, in the in the maybe it was the 94 it was a hot summer anyway and that was the year that i noticed home as drinking cans began that year that was the year, the culture. She was in the UK, and of course, a lot of the people from Ireland support UK football teams. And well, I, I, well I, do be- I do believe when we started selling alcohol, and um, when we changed the law to so allow the likes of Tesco's and Dunn's and everyone else in garages to sell alcohol, uh, up to that point, it was just the off licenses and the pubs. Um, I do believe from that point, that did increase home drinking, obviously, because people had easier access to alcohol when they were buying a bit of bread and sugar. You know what I mean? So I, I, I do believe that changed the culture too. And I, I, I see that, and I know these supermarkets now, they have to have a sectioned off area where they bring, they, they, they have to go into a certain part of the supermarket. Now, I, have, I, I, I go into that area, look at the prices of the drink and the different types of drink that there is in there. But many, many times I've gone in there and I've seen children in there with the parent. Mm. And that parent, I'm not judging that parent, but that parent obviously has some type of problem, a child that young is in there watching their parent buying alcohol. They're not allowed in yeah. there, number one. They shouldn't be in there. That's for adults only. I would say, I would, I would think that those, the way it used to be when the off licenses were separate from the supermarket, like some people have a weakness for 
a weakness for alcohol. And I don't think that that's fair, that they should be confronted. Every time they go in to buy something in a supermarket, they're confronted with alcohol. I don't. There should be a separation of alcohol and groceries. Just finally, before we get to the break, Philip, you know, when you were young, would there have been drinking in your, your, your house? Yeah, yeah, there would have been, yeah. Um, and did, did you ever remember thinking to yourself, oh, what are they all doing? Why are they all falling all over the place? I mean, <laughs> is that something you remember? No, was it that wasn't that bad, maybe? It was like, a, it was like um, I think when I was like maybe 14, it was like a point of pride to have a little sip of Guinness, you know, and you're yeah. like, you, oh, you yeah. feel great for it, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, like, I mean, that's, and then you see your mates doing it, and then before you know it, you're going into fields and drinking. So yeah. I think that's probably a whole other you know, wormhole, you know, or rabbit hole, sorry, you could go down, but... Uh, yeah, we kind of almost encourage our own children to drink. We almost train them to do it, of course, by, by doing it in front of them. Listen, guys, I have to go into a break. I'm sorry for cutting both of you short, Jimmy and Philip, thanks. Uh, the number's 87 Should you be drinking in front of your children at Christmas? All right, we're flying a bit over time, but stay there, Jimmy, for a second. I want to go to Graeme. Graeme, I wish you a happy Christmas, by the way. You're an Ireland classic. Christmas, How are you getting that? Good. Now, you obviously don't agree with Jimmy. You think, you know, that, you know, Jimmy is maybe being a little bit judgmental or unfair on those who might like a tipple at Christmas. Well, I don't think he's been a little bit. He, he literally said, I'm not judging his parent, and then judge the parent. So, well, I mean, if okay. you're going to judge, fine, but don't pretend you're not doing so. And also, it was a bit ironic that literally just before he came on air, what was the ad for? I I understand, but that's advertising. We somebody has to pay the bills, Graham. It pays the bills. You have a, have a show given out about it. Well, it pays your bills. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, and life is such. Look, um, I'm not going to say that there's not evil to do with alcohol. Of course, there is. No, no one's stupid enough to deny that. But just listening to the two lads who were just recently on it, and it may be their own personal experience, obviously. Or, or not, just might be their opinion. But everything they were saying seemed to be catastrophizing, and it's all alcoholism. Sorry, the vast majority of people who drink. I, 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 no, I did say that the vast majority of people do, do it in moderation, but unfortunately, we do have a problem with alcohol in Ireland. Yeah, well, I, would, I wouldn't deny that. Like, in fact, what they were saying earlier about you know drinking for your kids. Will I drink over Christmas? Yes. Will I drink in front of my kids? No. Have my kids ever seen me drunk? Absolutely not. Well, it, but, well it, but that's the conversation. But isn't that all Jimmy is saying? You know that don't get drunk in front of your kids. Now he doesn't have alcohol in the house. I didn't really have alcohol in the house when my kids were young because I didn't drink anyway. I needed my wife at the time. My ex-wife, I, I didn't drink. We didn't drink. So in saying that, it was, it was unnecessary to have alcohol unless exactly, there was other yeah, people that, coming that over. More, that, that was more a reflection of yourself and your wife than any particular ex-wife. intent that, oh, we're not. Apologies, ex-wife. <laughs> it's okay. very important. That. It is very uh, important now. <laughs> but, I mean, that was a reflection of yourselves rather than, right, so we're not definitely not having any drinkers. If you don't drink personally, why would you have it around? Do I have a drink in my house? Absolutely. All right, but, but I mean, Jimmy, okay, so obviously Graham believes you're being slightly judgmental that the majority of people don't overindulge and they might just have a tipple, you know what I mean? Not too much. Well, who sets the standard? What's normal drinking? Who sets that standard? Is there a standard? How many units of alcohol can you drink then if that's the standard you're going by? Well, I mean, is there a test of what is it, whether you're an alcoholic or not? Yes. No, it's not, no I'm, I'm saying, sure you're saying, you're saying the majority of people drink. Well, do you know what the units are? Do you know how many units? Now, you tell them how many units you can drink a day. I think about a can of beer a day. I don't know and what doctors I, recommend, by the way. I mean, yeah. Do, yeah I doubt that a doctor would recommend me drinking every day. No. But another thing, I mean, we are... Okay, let's not talk together at the same time, but I think the point he's making, Graeme, is, is that even, and I said this earlier on, to a non-drinker, 
even when, say, somebody has two or three drinks, which is a, a moderate amount, you can see as a non-drinker the difference in the behaviour in that person. Um, well, as someone who would, let's say, like the start of every year now, until um, Paddy's Day, I don't drink. And I'd still go out with my mates and stuff. And do I see them as being totally different people like the way it was characterised? Well, I go, no, I don't. Do I see a difference in uh, they've had two or three? Not really. If they've had four or five or more, yeah, okay, I see a difference then. Um, but I think children spot a difference in their parents' behaviour after two or three drinks. By the way, just to, uh, on a point of fact, to keep health risks from alcohol to a low level, if you drink most weeks, men and women are advised not to drink more than 14 units a week on a regular basis. Jesus Christ, 14 is a fair, fair bit in fairness. Spread yeah, your drinking out over three or more right. days if you regularly drink as much as 14 units a week. Jesus, 14, 14 units. units. Oh, four, yeah, well, 14 pints. I'm, I'm assuming a pint is a unit. A unit is a pint or a glass of wine is a unit. Yeah, but that, that only, that's the same as two pints a night, something like that. But now I want to go back to advertising alcohol. And I was reading the, the, the alcohol, the, the problem this time of year, Christmas, with alcohol. But if you look on the roadsides going along, have you seen the roadside adverts on the side of the road advertising alcohol? Those, ad, those roadside ads are directly targeting Motors. Okay, well, just, just on a final note on that then, Graeme, do you believe that all alcohol advertising should be done away with completely? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they need it. I think it's a pro- very profitable industry. They can't argue otherwise. And the vast majority of it is sport-related, named children, so check that. Um, yeah, I'd have no problem with it being banned. Okay. All right, listen, on that note, thank you, Jimmy and Graeme. Have both of you thank have you. have a lovely Christmas. Happy Christmas. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.